0: opportunities Um, opportunities are around us all the time Um, and, and I believe that the year 2013 there's a wide open door a great door great and effective door that's what Paul was saying it's an effective door that if you were to invest any time in it you will get harvest from it it's an effective door say to your neighbor it's an effective door there are things that are opening up right now for you on your behalf and they're disguised as work They're disguised as a problem. They're disguised as challenges. Don't let it fool you. It's an opportunity. It's something that God wants you to get into. And in the midst of that challenge, in the midst of that difficulty, was going to arise some awesome opportunities. And there's some things that we need to consider as we enter into this new year, as we enter into this new season, where we're celebrating a season where we recognize and remember that the Lord Jesus Christ was born in season so that we could be delivered in our season, right? So as we get prepared, um, and the world is, of course, confused, and and the world, of course, is... Perplexed, They don't know whether to buy a gift or to save money. They don't know if they should buy two or three gifts. Uh, they don't know if Santa I- is alive or not. Um, they don't know any of these things. We're totally confused. I've been watching a lot of nice ice cream movies, um, and it's all about uh, Santa Claus at the end. He's actually real, and he's got superpowers. Uh, you know, I hate to burst somebody's bubble, but he's not the reason for the season. Uh, praise God. And, and so, you know, they're trying to replace, in every precious season, Easter, they have the Easter Bunny. Uh, and that just blows me away. And, and so, somewhere along the line now, it's become so secularized that in downtown, they have a march in Easter. And, and the, the greatest thing about that march is who has the most craziest hair and the craziest hat and the craziest do. And they walk around with weird hats and, and, and some hats, some alien hats hats with animals on them and that's for them that's Easter but th- notice how in a very surreptitious way they're trying to replace uh, the Jesus of the season with something that is inane that has no reason that has no understanding, that has no power I don't care what they say I'm not changing my belief my belief is Jesus is the reason for the season, hallelujah So we have uh, an opportunity to be able to share the love of God. Right now, uh, make no mistake about it, uh, the United States, uh, the people of the United States are afraid. They're concerned. There's talk about fiscal cliffs. There's uh, talk about a lot of debt. uh, uh, Now we had this tragedy this week that, of course, we have an open wound as 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 a nation, really. And we're concerned. What do we do? What do we do? They need Jesus more than ever. They need the love of God more than ever. They need the knowledge of the word of God more than ever. So it begins with us. But for it to begin with us, we need to get rid of our baggage. Because we have baggage. Because we're afraid. Many of us are afraid. Many of us are, are, have been paralyzed in the past season. But God is saying that your time of mourning has come to an end. Now it's time for you to break out and be who I called you to be. Because you are my ambassador. You are my legs. You are my hands. You are my eyes. You are my ears. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. And you are my messenger. A messenger that does not have confidence is a bad messenger. A messenger that is not in in good health is is not a good messenger. That's sick and, and can't function is not a good messenger. A messenger that can't read or write is not a good messenger. So if you don't understand the language of the kingdom, how are you going to report the message of the kingdom? We need to start learning the DNA of the kingdom of God. We need to start learning how to communicate in the kingdom of God. And we communicate by faith. The faith. Of the righteous. It's what's going to come to the ascendancy in this day. Because the righteous live by faith. Hallelujah. And we communicate through the word of God. And by the spirit of God. God speaks to us. And he has been speaking to us. But some of us have been too afraid. Or we've been, uh, we have not been listening. <laughs> Sometimes I speak to the kids of this generation. And some of the young folk. Hey, how you doing? Uh, what do you think about that? They're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. And after a while I'm listening. It's because they have ear phones on but they look small, so you can't really hear them, or rather see them. But they're, oh, oh, what, what? My own son, he loves it. He just put those things, and I could be like 10, 15 feet away, and I hear what he's... I said, son, you're going to lose your hearing, man. That stuff is dangerous. No, what, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's my point. (laughs) See, we're not hearing because we've been hearing other things. We've been listening to other things. But now is the time, point number one, we we need a new awareness today. In this new season, we need a new awareness. This is an awareness, uh, like for example, in Moses' generation, they simply weren't aware that God was greater than their circumstance. Hence, they believed their circumstance and they perished in their circumstance. God wants you to know you're now in a Joshua generation where you're the ones that God is counting on to help the others come into their inheritance. And some of you were in the Moses generation and you've had to endure all these years. You had to go through all of the fight and all of the nonsense and all of the religiosity. You had to go through all of the, the... you know the the weird beliefs many times that church members have and now you're on the other side you're saying I still want my mountain I still want to come in well God is saying this is the perspective that I want I want giant killers in this generation I want people that will believe me for the absolute impossible in this generation yeah but you don't understand no no I don't care what happened in a past season I'm in a new season and my God is the God of awesome period my God is the great God the awesome God the all powerful God the almighty God there is no one greater than my God Hallelujah. And I thank God sometimes for my previous seasons because in my previous seasons, God was teaching me some stuff. Well, you know, I went through a hard time. Good. I'm glad you went through a hard time because that's where men grow. Men grow during times of toughening. If we make it too easy for people, they become yenya. You know what a yenya is? You, you, we don't want yenyas in the kingdom. We want mighty men of God in the kingdom. We want mighty women of God in the kingdom. That's what I love about the military. It takes these nyeh boys. When they come back, they come, yes, sir. Ready to do battle, yes. sir. Yes. You know, praise God. And that's what we need in the kingdom today. Everybody's offended. Everybody's upset. Well, I'm offended. Well, get over it, bucko. Get over it already and grow up and take some responsibility. You need a new perspective. You need a new awareness in this day. You're a giant killer. Imagine David would have come up to giant, and said, can I please throw a stone in your head, please? No, no, no. He came up to him. Today, I'm taking your head off and I'm going to give glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. We need a new awareness in this day and the enemy will come against the warrior but you can see a warrior because the warrior keeps on pushing back keeps on pushing back yeah i know i'm down but i'm not out yet i know i'm not down but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world hallelujah amen praise god some people see a pressure as a problem no a a guy who does exercise in the gym understands that those 90 pound barbells that he's pushing up now he doesn't see it as a problem he sees it as this journey to buff. That's my journey to buff. I'm in process. You don't know what I see. But very soon I'm going to have a six pack. I'm going to have pecs. I want to go poo. They go pa pa <laughs> You don't know that yet because you don't see it yet. But I already know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. Hallelujah. Praise <laughs> Praise God. We need a new awareness. You're a giant killer. Say to your neighbor, I'm a giant killer. And so are you. Another thing we need is we need a clean slate. You know, I I understand we go through stuff. I know we go through challenges. I know we mess up in the end. But you know, people who mess up, people who make mistakes, are the greatest people. Because they're the ones that get things done. They're the ones that grow. They're the ones that accomplish things. Don't tell me that Thomas... Jefferson, not Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Alva Edison was a failure. He was a great man. We have light bulbs because of him. Well, guess what? I don't know exactly what the number is. Some people say 10,000. Some people say 8,000. Some people say 2,000. But the bottom line is there's a 1,000 in there somewhere of failures before he got the bulb that worked. Now, many people in the kingdom, they'll try once. Oh, this worked. I told you it didn't work. I told you. Don't tell me to do any more. I'm not going to do anymore more because it didn't work last time. And they get upset, they don't want to try anything. Oh, they go into their room, lock themselves up. Doom, tung doom. Come on, champion. Ah, champion, get out of here. Bah, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> now, think about it. There's a lot of people like that in the kingdom of God. And it hurts me because that's the process of growth. You know, you look at the children. When they fall, you, you go, yay. Why? Because you know they're learning. They're getting some strength in their legs, some pep in their step. Amen. Some strut in the walk. It takes time. Right now, I'm, I'm you know, seeing or learning all over with Judah. And right now, this, this, he he goes downstairs, and I tell, you, I have him go upstairs in the stairways. He goes like this, he goes like there, and he goes on the other ladder, <laughs> like and he goes up. But I'm holding him. But I don't, I don't expect him to do that five years from now. I expect him to be able to do two steps if he wants. But now this is the season that he's in. But I don't chastise him for it. I celebrate him because he's willing to take that chance and to grow. And that's the way we are also in the kingdom. So first thing is you should confess any sin you had in the past. Clean slate, man. Clean it. You're, uh, you're offended? Get over it. 2013. No longer. I don't, I don't accept your offenses anymore. You know, I've been offended for 10 years. Well, get over it. Clean it. Clean slate. That cannot come into the new season with you. Amen. You're ready to take an airplane. And right now you're coming to that machine. Beep. Beep. Um, Come on, give it to me. I I, I don't want. You're not going to get in in the new season. Okay, here's my offense. La, 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 la. Leave the offense in the old season. Hallelujah. Amen. So what, what, else, what else can we let go? Old debt, old offenses, old issues. The way you used to think about yourself in the past. Forget that. Let it go. Let it go. The, what other people thought about you. Let it go. Let it go. City neighbor, let it go. I, I know you from the past. Well, I don't care. You don't know me in my presence. You might have known me in the flesh, but now the new me. Bible says... Everything old is gone. I'm new, a new creation. Everything is new. They go, I remember you from the old days. I said, Well, I've changed since then. So don't address me like you used to address me. Hallelujah. Because I'm no longer that person. I've grown in the kingdom of God, and I'm continuing to grow. I'm continuing to to morph and to change and to shift and to grow more like Christ in me, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Third thing we need is new relationships, new contacts, new friends are on their way. Watch for them because they're coming. Watch for every contact. You don't know which person has the gold in their hands. You don't know which one has the wisdom that's going to release you into your new season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I often tell you my story, how uh, I I went to a class and that literally shifted my economic future just by becoming a student in a class. The teacher recognized me and he said, you know, I I like something in you. Would you like to come with me here and come uh, to Washington, D.C. with me? And we went over there and they heard me speak there and it just shifted some things. And today I'm one of the teachers, one of the instructors. And many times I have to turn them down because they want me to teach more and I can't because I already have a position. I already manage a building, and so I have limited time, but I love when I can get out there and teach in other sectors and empower other leaders in in the industry I work in. Wow, and it was a season that if I wouldn't have caught it, if I wouldn't have seen it, I would have missed it. So what I'm doing every day for every person I meet, how you doing? Father, is there anything there? Is there anything there? I, I, I work in a place where there's wealthy people there, and Um, good people for the most part. And every time I have a chance, I try to bless them. How do I do it? Um, Different ways. Are you okay? Is your family okay? Is your home okay? Is there anything we can do? Any sites you'd like to see? One day, my wife and I, we could take you. We took one of the families over that had just come from London. Uh, They wanted to see uh, the Bronx. So I put them in my car. I said, I'm going to show you the Bronx. And they're in the back, whoa, whoa, can you stop here? I was like, can we hurry up a little more, please? You don't want to, don't want to stop in this corner, maybe 10 blocks over, but this corner. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> they had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I took them all over the place. And I showed her, I said, so, you know, Bronx actually is really good. We're one of the greatest, econ- not economic, but educational centers in the world. We have a lot of wonderful universities. So we didn't know that. I said, see, your problem is you were watching in the 70s and in the 80s, these movies of burned out buildings and stuff like that. This place has changed. You have millionaires here, well-to-do people here, hardworking folk here. You have the middle class here. You have hardworking poor folk here that are dignified. We have churches here, great churches. And And then I took them to eat at Tosca's. At Tosca's Restaurant, he, they had so much fun. A couple of guys, imagine them with a hard London accent, talking to those ladies, and, and, and I'm trying, oh, what'd you say? Say that again? You sure you're not insulting me? Oh, you're very <laughs> no, we had so much fun. But I'm doing that on purpose. I'm blessing as many. I don't know what connection, what's going to happen. Although I'm not looking for stuff. I just want to genuinely serve. Whether or not they ever bless me or not, doesn't make a difference. My job is to bless as much as I can. Let Jesus shine. Take advantage of your new relationships. Actually, if you, if you look at relationships, you really can't be successful without them. Relationships are vital. Divine connections always take you to your new season. Whenever you're ready to enter into a new season, God will link you to new relationships. Amen. Always, always. Whenever you're about ready to be promoted, God will connect you with some people that did not know you before that will recognize your gift at a lower level, and then they'll help to take you to a higher level. When you're about ready to come into more finances, you first have to learn, and usually you need financial mentors to help you, and that's when you get the financial breakthrough. Because if you're in debt, and you've been in debt most of your life, you can't get successful with your current thinking. You need a higher level of thinking, and usually that doesn't happen until you connect people that are thinking higher than you financially, economically, education, whatever it may be, a mentor or a connection or relationship will take you to that next level. Praise God. Next thing you need is a new level of commitment. Say what me, mean, new level of commitment. You need to start changing yourself. We are so focused on wanting to change others. We just love changing people. Sometimes we're in church and we're hearing that message. you go, going, yeah, praise God, Pastor, that's a great message. Man, I wish you know who was here today because, man, they can really hear this. You know, If they heard that, they might change. Yeah, we love doing that. We love wanting others to change, but yet the only person you could ever change is yourself. So point to yourself it's time to change me. Some of you didn't say it. Some some of you didn't even budge when you said, No, I'm not going to change for (laughs) nobody. Well, you know what? If you refuse to change, God will set you through the school of change. And usually uh, you have the uh, uh, change 101 is brokenness, change 101B is uh, disaster. (laughs) failures and issues and problems and after a while you calm down and settle down and then you realize you're not the center of the universe and once you realize you're not the center of the universe, then you can start becoming moldable and you start changing you start growing, then you start becoming effective to operate in a higher level we need a higher commitment non-committed folks go nowhere, very fast God cannot bless us beyond our level of commitment I'm going to say that again God cannot bless us beyond our level of commitment. I got no amens. Or maybe two amens and I got a half amen and a half... Or maybe it wasn't an amen. Maybe it was an... It wasn't wasn't a full amen. (laughs) Praise God. Actually, we curse ourselves when we refuse to make a commitment. Because in not making a commitment, we're making a decision. To not make a decision is a decision. You're going to get that on Tuesday. Tuesday, oh, that's what he meant. Growth always happens by process. When, when you get stuff easy without working, you can lose it just as quick. And when you get stuff easy, the same person that's giving it to you easy might stop giving it to you one day. So it's better to grow to the place where you're the one giving it out, where you're the one that's being the blessing. Hallelujah. Easy come and go, you won't grow. You need the process where God will make you into the mature person, the mature believer that is able to withstand the pressures of life. Because believe me, they're coming. Pressures of life are coming. So you need to start praying this, Lord, make me. You need to cry out, Lord, make me. Instead of Lord, just give me. That's too easy. When God makes you, He puts you through a process that makes you a soldier, that makes you a warrior, that makes you a champion. That when you go through the processes of life, you stand. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, you know, we learn to stand. stand Amen. You stand firm in His promises, firm in His Word, firm against opposition. Praise God. The fruit of the Spirit. Let me ask you a question about fruit. Is fruit instant? Can you get instant fruit? Well, we can get instant coffee. Ah, that's right. Instant is not so instant after all. What they did is they took the full fruit that took time to cultivate and grow and then they put it through processes where they freeze dry it and all you need is a little water and it comes right back up. Right? But somebody still needs to create the fruit. The fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, tenderness, that whole thing, uh, that takes time. Oh God, give me more love. Well, he's going to give you cantankerous folk to deal with. Lord, give me more peace. Well, he's going to put you through a lot of issues. A lot of problems. A lot of difficult situations. Mm, hallelujah. God will send you. God, give me peace. Okay. So he sends you through a storm. You're in the middle of the storm. What in the world are you doing? I asked for peace. <laughs> he teaches you how to be In peace, in the middle of a storm. Because it is possible. Because even Jesus mentored it in Scripture. He showed you how you could even sleep in the middle of a storm. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord, give me strength. He'll put you through brokenness. He'll let you experience what weakness is, because His strength is perfected in weakness. Because then you learn to trust in Him and His strengths. Then you realize it's not about my muscles. It's not about having a gun. It's not having the loudest mouth. You learn to be strong in Him. Hallelujah. Every true commitment, if you really think about it, it comes out of conviction. You don't commit until you're convicted. And most people won't come to Christ unless they're in crisis. Isn't that interesting? During good times, money's flowing, refrigerator's full, you got yourself a car, full tank of gas, you know, you're doing well, you're promoted. I don't need Christ. I'm doing it all by myself. I'm a self made man. And then they fire you. You lose your lease. You lose your apartment. The refrigerator's empty. You move back home with mama. You lose your car. Now you're taking the iron horse. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know I needed you all along. But now I come to you. Save me, oh God. It saves you. It redeems you. You get restored. You get your job back. Get your car back. Refrigerator's full again? I made it all by myself. Yeah. So sometimes God, take, God has to take you to two, or three of those processes until you finally get it. Yeah. <laughs> Every true commitment comes out of conviction. You know, you, you, you look at a lot of the people, they're, they're into convenience. You know, I'll do it if it's convenient for me. They'll come give a little offering. They'll come to church in Easter. They'll come to church in December and Christmas. Those are what I call the chicken Christians. But then there are those that are every Sunday there, they're giving to God, they're 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 praying, they're worshiping the Lord, in the job, they they're, they're sharing their faith. Those are the ones that are the bacon Christians. What in the world are you talking about? I'll tell you. A chicken only makes contributions. The pig is committed. You ask a chicken for some, he'll give you an egg. But the chicken can plop an egg wherever she wants to. Whereas, if you're going to ask the pig for bacon, <laughs> that's a real commitment right there. Uh, you're going to get that on Tuesday. All right. <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday. <laughs> so we're, we're just wanting to... Just contribute a little something, but we don't really want to fully commit. God's not interested in your contribution. Mm-hmm. That's right. Come on. We give him a dollar, we give him a one hour, and he's saying, I don't want that, I want you. I'm after full commitment. Because yes. I gave you all of myself, yes. and I want nothing less than all of you. Yes. I want a full marriage here. Yes. I want a full relationship here. Is there anybody here that has made a full commitment to Christ? Yes. Hallelujah. That's what he's looking for. And then the other thing about commitment is that in order for you to commit to something means you have to say yes to this, but then now you have to say no to that. Yes. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to keep our TV time. We want to keep our play time. We want to keep all of this time, yet we want to know the word. Right. Yet we want to study. Mm-hmm. We, we, we want to still watch a, a basketball and football Sunday, but yet we want to go to church. But we usually pick the football instead of the church because the Giants, for whatever reason, they don't they don't have discernment yet. So they're always playing at one o'clock. Yeah, always in church time. But in order to be there, you can't be here. So what happens is you're going to find out that in your own life, God is telling you, you got to say a little no to this now because I want to take you deeper. So I want you to dedicate a little more time to me. How in the world are you going to get married if you never date? If you never spend time with your honey, Come on. you got to spend time with her. I mean, a man to a female, a female to a woman. You, you have to go out. You can't just go knock on the door and say, how you doing, beautiful? Uh, uh, tomorrow we're getting married, okay? <laughs> you know, have you ever heard a door slam? Yeah. You're about ready to have the door slammed on you. Amen. And they're going to call you a couple of choice names. You have to dedicate some time, some effort into relationships, right? Amen. Praise God. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said this. It's necessary that I decrease so that Jesus can increase in me. Praise God. So in commitment, that's what you're saying. Some things that I was committed to before, now I have to let die so that others can increase. Because now I'm committed to this. Nothing happens until you're truly committed. That's when God will take you to the next level. Amen? Amen? Whatever you commit to, you actually empower. Because the second you commit to something, now your time Talent and resources will be committed to it also. If you decide to go to school, what happens? Suddenly, you have to shift your money from your car, from your cell phone, and you have to live very frugally because now you have to pay the bills of the school, right? Take some loans and pay that back. So the minute you made a commitment to study and go to school, some other things had to suffer short term for you to be able to get fruition or, or, or your, the goal accomplished over here. So when we commit to God, there's several things we used to do before. Well, I'm no longer going to be celebrating Fridays and Saturdays in the bars. I don't know, i never heard of it, but yesterday my wife and I, we went out to a quiet dinner. We were in Midtown. We live in the Midtown area. So suddenly I saw Santa. Then I saw two Santas. <laughs> then I saw three Santas. Then I saw 20 Santas. Then I saw 60 Santas. Then I saw 200 Santas. Wow. I saw Santas enough for a lifetime. Yeah. So my wife and I were walking and Santa's coming by, and a lot of the Santas were <laughs> Merry Christmas. Wow. I was saying, oh, wow. and they're all young folk. Yeah. I was saying, what in the world? So you know, I did what I normally do. I went up to and said, Hi, what is this? Oh, it's SantaCom. Santacom, yeah. We're doing this in, in um, California, New York, a couple other places. Yeah, next. <laughs> well, yeah, what we go is we go bar hopping. Yeah. Wow. And every place we go, we have a couple of drinks and apparently there's some way to raise some funds, for, I think, for the Sandy victims. My question is, if you go to this bar and you fill up, then you go to that bar and fill up, and go to that bar and fill up. By the time you're in the 10th bar... <laughs> if you make it, right? Make it. They, have the they have to pick you up off the street. Well, well I went out at night because I had to go get something at the store. So I'm seeing men and women in the streets, out, taxi, taxi. one girl, she was on the floor, that's it, I'm done. She actually said that. <laughs> I says, yes, you are. You are so done. <laughs> Another guy was saying, he was, he was passing by every car going, yeah, I'll give you 50 to take me to Hoboken. I said, dude, it takes $50 just to get there, man. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Commitment. So <laughs> this really happened. I can't make this up. So yeah, Santa come. So that's something you don't want to get involved in. As you get committed to Christ, no Santa come, okay? <laughs> so I, I look at that. I said, truly, to, to be righteous in this day is going to be very clear. It's going to be very obvious. This can't do. This I can't do because I'm living for God now. Right. I can't be there and here at the same time. Yeah. Hallelujah. So another, re- another thing about when you, when you talk about commitment is it's easy to find who's committed because those are the people that will stand during difficult times. So in the year 2013, in this season we're coming into, I want to deal with committed folk. I have no time for non-committal because the gospel is so important. It's so we need Christ. We need, this nation needs God. So I'm going to look for committed folk to work with. And I thank God that in this church, we have many committed folk. I'm talking about they've been here, the good, the bad, and the ugly. They've been here, and I'm talking about we, we suffer, we go through difficulties, and I keep on seeing their faces. I say, oh, praise God for you. Thank God for your commitment. I'm looking at all of you right here. Mm, I love you. Praise God for your commitment. Amen commitment will always be challenged always 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 it's not an easy thing the moment you make commitment you know what's gonna happen your flesh is gonna challenge you yeah. say with me the flesh, the flesh. Loves, the loves the challenge you know why there's an aspect of us of us that is spoiled i can go to the to the mirror and truly i wouldn't be lying if i say you you're spoiled my flesh is spoiled my flesh only wants to rest it only wants to be pampered it wants to sleep as much as it wants you know, it just wants to do whatever it pleases. It doesn't like any authority. You don't have to amend me so much and agree with me so much. You know, I'm here. I'm I'm broken, and you know, I'm I'm exposing. And you're going, yeah, but we know that about you. We know that about you. You know, really. Wow. <laughs> the next thing that will challenge you is the devil. There's a devil out there. Yes, it is. there's evil out there. There's someone that doesn't want you to succeed. Because the more you succeed, the more people come to saving faith in Christ. The more you succeed, the more your family will be raised up in Christ. The more you succeed, the more righteousness you'll spread. So he doesn't want that. So he'll attack every step of your righteousness, every step of your commitment. But don't let them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The third one that will challenge is people. Especially people that know you. You start, you know, you, you start going for God. First people that are going to challenge your own family. Yeah, right. You're in church because of the girls. <laughs> they told me that. I came to Christ. I guess, saved. You know, I'm, I told my I got, I got snot-faced saved. <laughs> Jesus, I received. I received Jesus. I mean, I really got saved. Really, with all in my heart. <laughs> And then you're not know, go out and I tell my friends I got saved. Uh, you're just there for the girls. Don't you see it? No, they couldn't see it. So, people are not going to determine how high I'm going to go with God. Therefore, I'm not going to depend on them. I'm going to depend on almighty God. The fourth thing is circumstances and situations. Sometimes things will happen that are just bad, just hard, just difficulty, or difficult rather. That's why you need to be committed because commitment will take you through these times. Thank you, Lord, that you lead me through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, because Thou art with me. Amen. 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 I'll go through the difficult time because I'm committed to Him. Amen. Another thing is that your commitment means that now you're responsible for something. So when your responsibility increases, your leisure decreases. A little less sleep, a little less play, because I gotta have to, I have to work more. I raise the family. So I had my job from 7 to 3, and then from 3 to about 5, I had the private jobs. that I would go do wash windows, clean floors, whatever I needed to do. So while my my friends were playing basketball, and they called me up, Vic, where are you? Let's play some basketball. I don't have time. Then at 6 to 9, I would go to school. So my wife was raising three kids all by herself in Queens while I was getting up at 6 in the morning, get to the work by uh, maybe 5.30, to get to work by 7, to work till 3, then to work till 5, then go to school till 6 to 9. Did that for a couple of years. Higher level of responsibility, you have less freedom. Your freedom decreases. But guess what? Later on, those very friends that were playing basketball, they came to me for work. And I was able to help them to get work. Some of my friends back then when I helped them, Today, they manage properties also. They saw what I did, they liked it. I came in, I said, well, you do A, B, C, get these licenses, do this. And now we co-labor together. Hallelujah. And you are that very person to somebody around you. You just might not know that yet. But it'll start the day you make a commitment to be all that God called you to be. So in the year 2013, that's the year of commitment. That's the season where you're going to become all that you're called to be in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Another thing, you, you now, when you get to that place, and I love it when we're teenagers, we start feeling you know, our strength and we get them wings. All right. Your mother say, get over here. It's not me. I'm going this way. <laughs> you know, because we're getting, you know, we're feeling that freedom. Hey, all, right, all right, now I'm free. I can do whatever I want to. But here's the thing, with freedom, as freedom increases, support from others decrease. I suddenly got no amends at all. We want the freedom. I need to pay for my phone. Hey, mama, 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 give me some money. You want freedom? Okay, zip. We zip this one up and we zip this one up too. I guess you're going to get that one on Thursday. <laughs> no, it's just the way it is. It's the nature. You get to that place where you have freedom to choose. You're free to choose. But the minute you make your choice, you become a slave to your choice. And now you have to dedicate yourself to that choice. And this is a season, now I'm starting to bring the plane down. We're at 35 feet, starting to go 34,000 for 900. 34,800 We need, we must grow in Christ this season. I cannot make it in the year 2013 with my faith of 2011, 2010, 2009, 2008, 2007. I have to have a current, relevant, strong, vibrant, today, hooked up, linked up, hearing God type of faith. We must grow. We must grow to the next level because people are depending on it. We must grow to the next level because you're in a place where you've never been before. We must go to another level because if we don't, we'll become bound and neutralized in a u- and useless in a past season. And you'll become irrelevant in your faith. So people, we need to grow in this season. Tell your neighbor, we need to grow. Need to grow. So therefore, therefore, we need to commit. Need to commit. I'm going to make you repeat that again. We need, we need to commit. Amen. Praise God. Come on, give him some praise. And the last thing I want to share about that is the reason why you need to commit is once you do, it's like a miracle happens. Resources suddenly start getting drawn to you. Friendships and relationships start getting drawn to you. Suddenly power comes to you. A committed person is a person that suddenly, it's almost like a faucet where you turn it on and water comes out. Well, a person who's committed is a person whose faucet suddenly gets turned on. And suddenly the power of God starts flowing through you. Hallelujah. There were four men who had a sick friend and they said, you know, what do we do? Our friend is sick. We can't take him to the hospital. We don't know what to do. So the four friends committed to their sick friend and said, okay, we're going to do whatever it takes. So they took their friend in his sick bed and they started walking him around and said, what are we going to do? We said, well, whatever it takes, this man has got to get healed. Well, what about that Jesus man? Doesn't he heal? Yeah. We heard he's over and I think in Peter's house. Said, well, no problem. Let's go. So they take him. And the problem is when they get to the house, the house was full. The house was packed. They could not get in. The door was slammed shut. People outside, oh, yeah, yeah, well, Jesus, well, you know, power. Yeah, the place was full. So well, what are we going to do? We, we're committed to having our friend be healed. And the only one that's going to heal him is Jesus. But Jesus needs to lay his hands on him. or we, He needs to do what he does. So they looked at the situation. Well, hey Joe, Harry, Larry, Curly, Moe, we got a problem here. <laughs> Problem is that we can't get in the legal way. The only way way I see is for us to dig a hole underground and come up the first floor where he is or go to the roof and break the roof. And the guys figured out that it was better to break the roof than to start digging at that time. So what they did is when they went through the side and there were some steps to go through the roof because over in that part of the country they used to use their roofs as patios. So they had stairways on the side to go up. So they went, took their friend up and now they're on the roof and everybody's in the lower corner and Jesus, power, healing. You know, they're there. It's, I mean, it's, you know the way crowds are. I'm, I'm making a lousy imitation of a crowd. How do you make a crowd sound? I don't know. But, but meanwhile, they're there, they're in the roof and suddenly, it's, all right, you got the ax? I got the ax. It's like, oh, boom. And they start hitting the ceiling, the roof, and suddenly Jesus is teaching. Love your neighbor. The kingdom of God is as a seed. the king, boom, 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 suddenly it's a hole. All that plaster and, and all that cement, whatever it is that it was made of, I don't know what it was made of. It falls on the line. Jesus is looking, and all the Pharisees are there, and all the leaders are there, and all the believers, are, I mean the, the visitors are there, the family is there. I'm sure the owner of the. what in the world going on? <laughs> Who's breaking my ceiling? <laughs> so, you know, finally, they see the, the, the most unusual sight, a bed being lowered by some ropes, and there's a sick man on the bed. So it's going, good, 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 good. And Jesus, I'm, I'm sure Jesus like this. He's going, <laughs> 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 I'm sure he's loving every moment of it. He knows exactly what's going on, and he's saying, that's what I'm talking about. That's the type of faith that's going to get its miracle." So, as soon as he's down there, he goes, Your sins are forgiven you. And now, forget it, all the religious folk, what do you mean? You're, you're not God to be forgiven sin? He says, Well, you think that one's big? Watch this one. Take your bed up and walk. Uh, yeah. the guy suddenly, k- k- k, he gets up and he says, I'm walking. And he takes his bed, he goes out. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <you so> <laughs> Praise God amen so of course everybody's going crazy what in the world just happened and meanwhile the the friends on the roof they go hey i'm sure one guy fell right through the (laughs) hole heal me too (laughs) praise god well let me tell you that was commitment and that's the type of commitment that we need to that we're going to need to have but that's the type of commitment that's going to get its answer you want some miracles, that's the type of attitude you're going to have. A no-give-up attitude. A warrior attitude. A press-through, a break-through-the-wall attitude. I'm going to get my answer. Because I know if, if God gets it in his hands, I'm, it's going to be done in Jesus' name. And I know when I pray, he heals me. Say to your neighbor, when I pray, he heals me. Hallelujah. You know, you, you look, at people, uh, look, look at people like Joseph. Commitment. My God, a person that had an opportunity to walk away from it it all. He stayed committed even after he was sold by his brethren. He stayed committed after he was in prison. Now he's like second in line to the throne and his brothers show up. Can we have some food, please? The guys who got him, not arrested, but pretty much just sold him into slavery. Now they're asking him for some food. Hmm, What can we do with that? That almost that seems like a person that 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 is into revenge? Seems like the perfect scenario for revenge. Do you guys know who I am? Let me clean my face a bit and get all this stuff off. I'm the guy you sold into slavery a couple of years ago. Uh, soldiers. Arrest all of them for the next 30 years. Very easily he could have done that. Yep. You know what he he did? He remained committed to God and his purposes. He says, don't worry, my brothers. God brought me here. And I had to go through all that process because he, he wanted me to help be part of deliverance in this generation. Don't worry about it. You're all right. Go get dad. Go get my younger brother. Everything's all right. Wow. Now, it's not to say he didn't suffer because Joseph cried. He went through all of the desires, want to get back, at all the offense, but he released it to God hallelujah is that you today have you been mistreated have you been talked down to have you realized how sometimes futile it is to help people to work with people and guess what God wants to take you to the next level he's saying don't give up actually go, you are on second gear now go to third gear Because there are more people that need help. And this time around, it's going to work. This time around, they're going to open up their eyes. And they're going to enter into their inheritance. Because you dared to believe God. And you dared stand for God. And you dared not give up. Hallelujah. You dared, hallelujah, to believe for somebody else. Glory to God. Moses, same thing. His commitment delivered a nation. David, I mean, how committed can you be? Brothers, you're talking to my brothers this way? You're talking to my God this way? No, no, no. King, let me at that one. I'm going to shut him down today. Commitment, total, complete commitment. This man shifted an entire war. And he shifted exactly who was going to serve who. Because, right, because of the size of this Goliath, all of the warriors were fearing. And, and the war was going in such a way that Israel was about to have to become subservient to the enemy. And one man came in. And because of the faith and the dedication and the commitment of one man, it shifted the tenor of an entire war. Maybe God's calling you to shift the tenor of your entire family. I'm speaking to somebody right now in this room. That's why it's been so hard for you. That's why you don't have too many mentors, because God's calling you to spearhead something new for your family. For your community Glory to God And it takes a certain person to see that To see the opportunity in the midst of the problem The opportunity in the midst of what looks like chaos What looks like failure What it looks like maybe futility But God's calling you to see something higher So you could take other people with you higher Glory to God Hallelujah Andrew Someone as simple as Andrew If it wasn't for Andrew Would Peter have met Jesus? When Andrew met Jesus, first thing he did, he went to Peter. Peter, come here a second. And his old brother, come on, come here a second. I, I, I met the master. I met the Messiah. Come on, let's go. Maybe you are the Peter that's going to connect the next Billy Graham to Jesus. That's going to connect the next T.D. Jakes to Jesus. Maybe God's calling you. What about Barnabas? Barnabas was very committed. He was committed to a hothead. Paul was a hothead. And one time, Paul and Barnabas had such a fight, uh, or not Paul and Barnabas, Paul and Mark, young Mark had such a fight that Barnabas had to take young Mark. Mark, come with me, come with me. Paul, he gets upset sometimes. It's all right. He'll change. He took young Mark with him, mentored him. Later on, he mentored him to such a degree that Paul saw Mark and said, Mark's useful to me now. Bring him over. And then later on, Mark was able to write the gospel of Mark. But if it wasn't for Barnabas, certainly it wasn't for Paul because Paul kicked him to the curb. He said, I have no use for anybody that can't follow me. Now, now, come on, chop, chop. That's the way Paul was. Right. But not Barnabas. Barnabas was Barnabas. tender. He was loving. He was encouraging. And he encouraged Mark and he encouraged a lot of unnamed Christians They went on to do great things for God. Amen. So you're just the way you are because God made you that way and that's the way he's going to work with you and through you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Glory to God. All of these men, they release great moves of God that change the future of countless multitudes. But it always starts with you. It always starts with me. Praise God. What are we going to do with this new season? We're in the season, but Jesus is the reason for the season. We're celebrating what he did for humanity. And part of what he does for humanity is he calls us, because he also believes in partnership, to be able to share the love of Christ with our family and friends. So as as I, I close, today is your opportunity. Today is my opportunity to bring life and joy and hope to what would otherwise be a sense of futility, a sense of, of disillusionment in a national scale. There are people right now who don't know what to do. Well, you're going to come this week or next week or the following week and you're going to share God's love with them. Hallelujah. Praise God. You be the person. You be the answer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You and in the internet, you're also the answer. Yeah. Glory to God. Wherever you are, Christ and me, the hope of glory. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't, start, don't allow the, the, the enemy to, to, you know, to continue to hit your faith and bring you down. Every morning, get refreshed in His presence. Every morning, share the love of God. Every morning, worship. Don't just come Sunday to worship. Worship Monday. Worship Tuesday. Worship Wednesday. Worship Thursday. Worship Friday. Worship Saturday. Worship Sunday. Worship every day. Be filled with His presence every single day. There's new strength for you today. There's new strength for you tomorrow. But it's not just for you. There's an overflow right now. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. God has an overflow for you. He does not just give you just a little, just, just enough. He wants to give you so much that it overflows to your neighbor. It overflows to your brother, to your sister, to your family members, in the workplace. He wants overflow Christians in this day. Glory to God. My cup run is over.